welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be all about a compound that we've been talking about for a couple of years, but I think we're going to be talking about a lot more this year. If you were going to ask me, what are five supplements that you think, Nat, we're going to be hearing about a lot this year, I would say that this one would definitely make the cut. It is called spermidine. So if you've been following me for a while, you know that aside from talking about peptides and bioregulators a whole lot, I talk about spermidine a lot. As a matter of fact, one of the first conferences I spoke at a couple of years ago, spermidine was one of the things that I talked about uh, when it came to longevity. So let's talk about what it is, why it's important, and where we can get it from. So first of all, what kind of a name is spermidine? Like who would name something spermidine? So it turns out that it is naturally occurring and was discovered initially in human semen. What makes it super interesting is that it is also synthesized in pretty much every living cell. It is present in all living organisms. And this means you can get it from food. So it is present in plants. It is present in animals. It is present in humans. And there are some foods that are exceptionally high in spermidine levels. And that includes, um, and these are some foods that are actually uh, prevalent in certain diets in very long-lived cultures. One of them is called natto. Natto is fermented soybeans. And fermented soybeans, it's kind of like, it's it's a really, uh, I've never tried it actually, but it's very much an acquired taste. It's quite slimy. Um, and um, you've got the soybeans and, you, and you've got a very viscous, uh, kind of texture to them. And also they're going to have a, it's going to have that kind of earthy smell of spermidine. So natto, if you have access to non-GMO organic natto, that would be a great way to get your spermidine every single day. A second food would be shiitake mushrooms have a very high amount of spermidine, but you would need to eat a lot of them. And then of course, wheat germ, which is where most of the food derived supplements are getting their spermidine from. Now you can also get spermidine from chlorella, um, and that's where Oxford Healthspan gets the spermidine for their formula that is gluten-free. And frankly, even the wheat germ formulas of spermidine, uh, derived spermidine is very, very low in gluten. But for people who have an extreme sensitivity to gluten and can't tolerate any of it, then the, the chlorella derived will be a great option. So let's get back to spermidine though, because this is about spermidine. So why is it such a big deal? So it addresses at least nine but by some accounts, all 12 of the hallmarks of aging. So there's clearly something to this compound that definitely earns it a place in every single longevity enthusiast supplement stack. It's just a question of how you're going to get it and where you're going to get it from. So it turns out that like so many things, we have our highest levels systemically when we're young and more specifically kind of under the age of 40, definitely like definitely under the age of 
40. And by the time we're 50 is when we really got to think about supplementing. I would say that, you know, you could probably think about really start thinking about your spermidine levels and boosting them in your 40s. But absolutely, by the time you hit 50, you want to be doing something about declining levels of spermidine. Um, What's also very interesting is when we look at people who are over the age of 90 and centenarians, they tend to have spermidine levels similar to people under the age of 50. So while it might be a little bit of a chicken or the egg situation, um, I think it's one of the things that's really interesting here is it seems that for these people, they've somehow either are making or they've preserved the ability to make more spermidine or they're consuming more spermidine and keeping those levels up systemically. That is giving them all the benefits we are going to talk about. So whenever something gets really popular, um, whether it's a dog breed or it's a supplement, what we start to see is an explosion of availability in the market. And so when we first started talking about spermidine, or at least when I first started talking about spermidine, there were really two players in the market. Um, there was a uh, there was uh, Longevity Labs that were making spermidine life, and there was Oxford HealthSpan, which is who I did my podcast with in December of 2020, which is the first time we talked about spermidine um, with primidine. And so what's happening now is it seems that every single supplement line out there has a spermidine product. And what's really interesting is that you're starting to see very high concentrations of spermidine. So let's talk a little bit about how and why that is why that may or may not be good and how we tell what what the questions are that you need to ask to really understand what you're getting in your supplement. So the first thing is when we extract spermidine from wheat germ, it comes with omega-6 fats. And I would propose that removing those omega-6 fats is a really good idea. Why? Because omega-6 fat, although are critical to human survival, and I have a podcast coming out next week where we're going to talk about this, um, they can't be oxidized. And those omega-6 fats in that come with the spermidine are very delicate and very prone to oxidation. So in the absence of being able to control for oxidation of the fats, it's a great idea to find a supplement where they've defatted it. They've taken those omega-6 out, fats out and they're just left with the spermidine. Number two, Um, is your spermidine synthetic or food-derived? Actually, number two, really, if you're getting food-derived spermidine, are they taking the time to make sure that they are sourcing good quality, non-GMO, wheat, organic, the whole nine yards? So you want to make sure that the sourcing of the spermidine is from good quality food. Number two, is, and this is where this whole idea of how many milligrams of spermidine are you getting in your supplement, is it synthetic or is it food derived? And it's important to understand the difference between these two. Food derived spermidine, um, the the molecule, this is a little bit of chemistry, I'm not gonna get too deep in the weeds here, but basically a molecule occurs, when we look at a molecule, it has a very specific structure. So let's say it looks like my right hand that I'm holding up here. Sometimes when we reproduce or synthesize this molecule in a lab, what happens is you get a certain number or maybe all of the same molecule, but that looks like my left hand. So it's a mirror image of the naturally occurring molecule. 
So on paper, it's got the same number of carbons, the same number of hydrogens, the same number of whatever else is part of this molecule. But from an orientation perspective, they don't, they're not the same. This is the mirror image of that. And what that means is it may not function in the body the same way as the natural one does. The tricky thing with spermidine is there's been no research done on the synthetic spermidine. So what you, the question you need to ask from your supplement manufacturer is have they run the tests? Have they taken the time to have their lab run the test to find out is the synthetic spermidine the the proper orientation of spermidine, the same as the food derived spermidine, or does it include the left hand, the mirror image? If it includes the mirror image, Personally, I would stay away from it because I would have to say that we just don't know what the effect of this mirror image is going to be on our physiology. And given how impactful spermidine is in the body, you don't want to take a chance that it's going to go wrong for you. Okay. So all synthetic may not be this um, may not be mirror image, but ask the question and find out if they've done the work to figure out which one they're getting. Now, the other thing is that what a lot of these guys may come back to you and say is, oh, no, no, our, all of our spermidine is actually food derived. Now, if they are saying that they can get 30 milligrams into a capsule, you got to scratch your head and wonder because you can't do that with food derived spermidine. So one of the things that's happening is what they're doing is they're taking their food derived, they're taking their wheat germ and they're fermenting it with synthetic spermidine. And what this does is it explodes the concentration of spermidine present in the output. And so even though they started with food-derived spermidine, the output is actually synthetic spermidine. So this is where, again, we have to ask the questions, have you looked at what it is that you're getting? So these are really important questions you can ask. You can write to the supplement manufacturers. They should be able to and willing to answer the question. And if they're not, then I would move on to someone else. At the end of the day, if it you know, if it's, if we're always aiming for the bottom and looking for the cheapest solution, sometimes we're going to get ourselves into trouble. So make sure you ask those questions. Now, the other thing is that the cool thing about getting food derived spermidine is you're also getting spermine and putrescine. Now, I mean, these names are incredible, right? So they, they're, they're, you know, putrescine as it turns out also smells horrible. Uh, spermidine doesn't win any awards in the, um, in the in the odor, but it not it actually isn't that foul. Putrescine is smells like what it sounds like. Um, now, putrescine and spermine, though, what they operate in this in the universe with spermidine, and they kind of flip back and forth between each other. And there's a lot of evidence that spermine has a lot of biological um, impact as well. And my guess is we're going to learn more about that over time. Right now, spermidine is the star of the show, but one of the advantages in the food derived is that you're also going to get the spermine and the putrescine. So they're going to be able to kind of flip back and forth between themselves. So now let's get into five, or actually, I think I may have, I might have more than five. I think I have six reasons why. Uh, six of the things that spermidine brings to the table that you definitely that you definitely want on board, okay? So number one, mitochondrial biogenesis. So mitochondria, the energy factories of the cell, there's thousands of mitochondria in every cell. It is critical that our mitochondria are healthy and functional. And what spermidine does is it helps to drive mitochondrial biogenesis, which means it helps your body to make more mitochondria. It specifically has been observed doing that in senescent cardiomyocytes. 
lots of bad words here. So big words, senescent are zombie cells. These are cells that are not producing enough energy to take themselves out, right? So when a cell becomes um, unable to perform its duties, it should be able to self-destruct um, and the body should be able to then recycle it and get rid of the broken stuff and bring it back. When they go dormant, kind of zombie cells, they can um, secrete inflammatory molecules. They can convince other cells around them to also become senescent. So we don't want too many of the senescent cells around. Cardiomyocyte is essentially a heart muscle cell. So these are cells that make up your heart muscle. So it is important in our heart muscle to have as many healthy functional muscle cells with healthy functional mitochondria as possible. So mitochondrial biogenesis, specifically in senescent cardiomyocytes, is a major superpower to have on board. Spermidine also improves mitochondrial function. So it's going to make your help your mitochondria to work better, and it's going to help you to have more functional mitochondria around. And that mitochondrial function enhancement is specifically in cardiac muscle cells, as well as skeletal muscle cells. So it's going to help you to have healthier muscles. We know that muscles... Functional muscle is super important for longevity and for, it doesn't mean you have to have giant muscles, but you need good lean mass and healthy lean mass to carry you through your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. Okay, number two, DNA protection. So this is, again, this is one another one of the hallmarks of aging. DNA gets damaged both from, you know, from toxins within, from stress, from um, non-native EMFs, from radiation, from from pollution, like you name it, we're being assaulted all the time. Now your body does have mechanisms to protect your DNA. And one of those is spermidine. Spermidine actually wraps itself around DNA, which protects it from toxins and harmful attacks. Plus it helps it to be more stable so it doesn't get damaged as easily. Super important for longevity. Number three, DNA repair by stimulating an enzyme called DNA polymerase B. Now it doesn't just willy-nilly increase DNA polymerase B because you want it in, in a sweet spot, but it definitely, the presence of spermidine helps to normalize and stabilize this DNA polymerase B and there helps with repairing DNA that does get damaged. So DNA that in spite of being wrapped in spermidine maybe gets damaged, we, the spermidine also helps to stimulate the repair, this enzyme that repairs it. Number four, which is gonna help with all of the things I said earlier, is it helps to induce autophagy. So autophagy, autophagy, self-eating, it helps to induce the destruction of, of, um, of damaged cells and damaged proteins in the body. So inducing autophagy is a huge deal in longevity. This is why people fast for hours upon hours, sometimes days upon days. And we need autophagy working in every major system and organ in the body so that we get that renewal of cell and we get we avoid too much damage accumulation. Uh, number five is it actually specifically benefits the immune system. And one of the ways it does this is by upregulating autophagy. And it does this in these very particular um immune cells called CD8 plus memory T cells. And by doing that, it seems to restore the immune system back to a more youthful state. Now, there were actually studies that showed that when we people took, um, actually, I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about the study, but suffice to say, 
Sorry, there are certain things we're allowed and some things we're not allowed. But suffice to say that as we age, one of the things that goes south is immune function. And anything we can do to help to restore that immune system back to its more youthful setting so that there's less inflammation, there's less um, auto, the risk of autoimmune disease, all of these things is going to benefit our health in the long term. So benefiting the immune system by upregulating autophagy, specifically in immune cells, is a superpower we definitely want to tap into. Spermidine is going to help with that. And number six, the sixth one, is that spermidine acts as a calorie re calorie restriction mimetic. Now, if you're paying any attention to any longevity studies, you know that time and time and time again, calorie restriction is one of the most powerful longevity tools. People who overeat tend not to live as long as people who eat less. The problem is that eating less really sucks. Um, and I'm not gonna tell you that you can go to all you can eat buffets every single day, take spermidine, and it's going to offset the, the downsides of those buffets. But it can definitely, it certainly seemed in studies to act as a calorie restriction mimetic. And so over and over again, we keep seeing that this is one of the most powerful strategies for optimizing health and longevity. So. If we can get it in a pill and maybe take some of the pressure off, it doesn't mean that you want to overeat. You definitely, you know, maybe want to eat a little bit less. And this is part of this is, you know, one of the most easy to apply rules that us nutritionists kind of tend to share with our clients is if we can train ourselves to, if we assess hunger on a scale of one to 10, if we can, if we can train ourselves to eat till we're at an eight, so that means that you're satisfied, you could eat more, but you don't need to, right? So if we can train ourselves to eat to an eight, instead of continuously eating to a 10, we would probably do better. We would probably eat a little bit less. We might get ourselves into a slightly hypocaloric state, not too much though, because obviously being underfed all the time is not going to benefit us. But if we can eat a little bit less, and also when you eat to an eight, you give yourself time for all your meal to hit your stomach and send the signal back to the brain that you're full, right? So often when we stop at an eight, we end up noticing that we will feel full and fuller in the next few minutes if we give ourselves the time. So eating to an eight also... Um, if we skip a meal here and here, there, that's great. If we can delay a meal, if we maybe fast one day a week, but definitely spermidine is going to give you those benefits of caloric restriction without necessarily working so hard or reducing calories so much. All right. So one other notable benefit that I, you know, I, I was going to do 10, but then I decided, no, 10 is going to be too long. So there's one other thing I need to tell you. And that is that after six weeks of supplementation in old rats, now this is important, right? Remember what I said earlier, if you're sitting there and you're 25 or 30 or 35, and you're listening to this podcast, you may not need to supplement with spermidine at this very minute, right? Maybe it's a good idea for you to amp up on spermidine-rich foods and eat a whole food diet, but don't supplement just yet. But definitely in older rats, they supplemented them with six weeks of supplementation. And what it did is it helped upregulate their CERT1 genes. Now the CERT genes are involved in longevity. And CERT1 in particular is involved in lots of different things. But one of the things it's involved in is regulation of obesity-associated metabolic diseases. 
And what are those? This is elevated blood pressure. There's this type two diabetes. These are the diseases that are prevalent as we age. And in older mice, it seemed to bump, bump up this gene that helped to re-regulate those, um, you know, it basically helped them to become more insulin uh, sensitive. Um, it helped with blood pressure. It helped with all kinds of function in these older mice. So, and we're seeing this in some of the human studies. Some of the best human studies we are seeing is in older adults. Like there's benefits of spermidine to the brain. And these are observed in older adults. There's benefits of spermidine to cardiovascular health. Again, older adults. So definitely it's, this is more of a, definitely an older kind of demographic that we're going to see the biggest benefits for. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second uh, to check in with you. Look, if you're anything like me, you may find it challenging to commit to a regular meditation practice. And we know that meditation offers incredible benefits like a reduction in stress, improved deep sleep, a balanced nervous system, even according to many experts, better health. And if you're ready to start reaping these benefits, you really need to check out Sensate. Sensate is an innovative infrasound resonance device that when used in conjunction with the sessions provided in the Sensate companion app can actually help to reduce stress and improve your overall well-being. The device emits infrasonic sound waves that synchronize with the app's soundscapes, delivering deep relaxation within 10 to 30 minute sessions. So let me take a second to explain that. The Sensate itself is like a pebble. It sits on your chest. It resonates infrasonic. So it's a physical sensation coupled with the sound. Sensate not only helps to release immediate stress and anxiety, but it also builds long-term stress resilience, improves your heart rate variability, and enhances the quality of your sleep. I love using my Sensate as I'm falling asleep at night, and I use the Temples track. If you decide to give it a try, you've got to check it out. It's sound bowls and chants. It's just beautiful. So take a step towards improving your overall well-being and stress levels by using code NAT at GetSensate.com. And now let's get back to the episode. Now, one of the really interesting things about spermidine supplementation that I really love is that although all of these benefits are super interesting and super great and everybody can sit there and go, oh, these are really great. But this is one of those things where you're taking a supplement. You can't feel necessarily that you're making more mitochondria. You can't necessarily feel the DNA protection or repair or the autophagy or, I mean, you might notice you don't get sick quite as often, but that's pretty amorphous. The cool thing about spermidine is that very often people will notice notable physical benefits to supplementing with spermidine. And that's what, I, you know, this is what makes this supplement really interesting. Some of these benefits are, it's been shown to have beneficial effects on circadian rhythm in aging mice. And guess what? Very often people will start taking spermidine and people who are wearing any of these wearables, right now I'm wearing an aura ring. I've got a garment around my wrist. Um, I sleep on a sleep ape mattress, uh, mattress pad, and all of these things measure my sleep. And what they will notice, and if people wearing any of these or any number of other devices will notice that there's an improvement in their sleep overall and in their deep sleep in particular. But this is really interesting, right? So that improvement in sleep, definitely something that we, we see with spermidine in a lot of people. It has been shown to promote hair growth. And again, we've heard time and time again, and I hear this through Leslie, through uh, Primadine, they get letters from their customers 
all the time talking about how they've noticed that their hair is thicker, richer, and sometimes after hair loss, they'll see that their hair starts to come back quite markedly after taking spermidine for a couple of months. And I've often told this story on other podcasts when I've talked about spermidine, and that is that when my mom first started taking spermidine, I originally put her on a double dose of the primidine supplement. And within about two months, my dad noticed actually that my mom's hair was actually much better. It was coming back thicker than she had lost her hair for a bunch of different reasons. And she was seeing some new hair growth. Um, I've heard from a lot of people in my community that their stylists will be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Your hair looks amazing. So definitely, um, and they noticed in the mice, in old mice, that they had thicker, shinier, more luxurious coats. So we're, a lot of people are seeing benefits for their hair. And the third thing is it seems to benefit skin fibroblasts. And that means people are noticing that their skin looks great when they're taking spermidine. It usually takes a month or two before they will notice this. But I think it's really interesting that certainly with mice, just by putting it in their drinking water, they noticed a benefit. But there's even a study that talks about how the skin microbiome manufactures spermidine. Now, remember I told you that spermidine is present in all these different cells in all organisms. And it seems that our skin microbiome seems to produce spermidine. So there's an argument that says, now this is foreshadowing for a big launch that's coming at the end of this month. There's an argument that says that applying spermidine topically to the skin might have really powerful benefits for aging skin, for helping to rejuvenate skin. And, um, but I will tell you just from taking oral spermidine that I've heard from a lot of people that their skin is better, it looks better, their hair is thicker, more luxurious, they're sleeping better. And then the next thing is that their nails are growing much faster and are much stronger. So these are the above the hood benefits I like to mention. And when you're taking a supplement, look, we all take supplements that we don't necessarily feel, but we can all admit that if we could take a supplement that also helps us to look better, then that's a major win. So spermidine, whether it's increasing your spermidine intake by eating natto and, and shiitake mushrooms every day and high quality wheat germ, these are all things that will help to increase your intake of spermidine, or you might decide to take a supplement. Either way, there's definitely ways to promote, um, to increase your levels of spermidine. So the benefits that I've seen from spermidine, I'm like everybody else. I see better sleep. Uh, definitely my hair. I mean, now I've been taking it for so long. It's hard for me to say that I've noticed much about my hair recently, but when I first started taking it, I definitely noticed that my hair was growing faster and was thicker. Um, there are people that seem to experience a reversal of white hair back to their natural color. I personally have not necessarily seen that, but that could be because my white hair has been around for a really, really long time and could be getting driven by other mechanisms. And definitely anecdotally from my communities, so many people, but not everybody, but so many people have noticed a lot of these above the hood benefits. Okay. So I'm not going to keep going for too much longer here. What I, what I, I guess what I'm curious about, if you're listening to this podcast, are you using spermidine? Have you jumped on the bandwagon? What kind are you using if you're using it? And what have you seen in terms of any kinds of benefits? And how old are you? 
right? So all of these are interesting questions. If you're using synthetic spermidine, I'm also super curious to find out what your results have been. I haven't, I don't tend to hear it so much from people taking synthetic spermidine, but maybe that's because I'm not listening closely enough. So I'm curious to hear from those of you who are maybe taking synthetic spermidine, have you seen any of the benefits that we hear from the communities that are using the food-derived spermidine? So that's all I've got for you today. Next solo episode, we might just have to dive back into the world of peptides because you know, like you, I'm pretty obsessed about peptides and there's always something new in the world of peptides. And even though on paper, you know, there, the, uh, there are certain governing bodies that aren't so excited about people have, getting their hands on peptides. I do think that what we're seeing in communities um, in terms of benefits of certain peptides is really pretty amazing. Or maybe we'll talk about a bioregulator. So if you're listening to this podcast and if you're on Instagram at all, or if you're in my Facebook group, or if you're in my Mighty Networks private membership community, then drop me a note. Tell me what topic you would like me to explore in the next episode of my solo episodes. Next one will be coming up in February. There'll be two of them. And I can't wait to see you there. Now, in the meantime, the last thing I do want to remind you guys is that and you may not have heard this yet because I don't know how public I've been about this, but my private membership community on Mighty Networks, the prices are going up in February. When I launched it in October of 2020, I think it was, no, not 2020, good Lord. Um, I launched it in October of 2022 or maybe November, 2022. I told all of those people that they would be grandfathered in at the opening rate, which is $14.99 a month or 169, I think it is, dollars a year, maybe it's $164 a year, um, that that rate, they would be protected at that rate for as long as they remained a member. If you join the Mighty Networks membership community now, you too will benefit from that protection. Come November, the monthly rate is going from $14.99 up to $24.99. And if somebody wants to do the math, it's 25 times 12. I think it's about $280 a year, something like that. That's what the rate's going to go up to. So if you've been sitting on the fence, wondering if you should join, jump in now. The incentive to, and the benefit, if you will, to doing an annual membership is that you get immediate access to my peptide crash course. And also, um, and you don't get access to that peptide crash course any other way. So that's it. I'm actually going to be releasing this month a deep dive on the peptide SS31 in terms of talking about all of the many things that it has been shown to do in clinical trials and studies. Um, I do live Q and A's two, three times a month, and I always bring in cool experts to run end of one experiments with the community, do live Q and A's. Very often they're actually podcast guests that are coming and talking and answering people's questions in the community. So it's super fun. It's a great environment and we've got some amazing people in there. So thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate you guys. And if you're feeling inspired, make sure that you leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, because that's how we get to reach more people. So thank you again. Have a great day, evening, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and we'll see you again soon. Before we wrap up today's episode, I'd love to invite you to sign up for my newsletter. Each week, I share my biggest key takeaways from that week's podcast episode, giving you insight into how to take action on what you learned in the interview. Plus, I share the biohacks I'm loving that week and why, as well as facts and tips about peptides for longevity. 
To join the newsletter, head over to natalienidham.com forward slash newsletter to get access now or find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning into today's episode. I wish you all the best this week in biohacking your superhuman performance. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.